0: You're listening to Should Have Been a Cowgirl with Jenna Heideman on Rural Radio, Channel 147 on Sirius XM. Welcome back to Should Have Been a Cowgirl. I'm your host, Jenna Heideman.
1: And I'm your producer, Freeman Arthur.
0: And we're back on another Sunday afternoon.
1: Yes, uh, very. Uh, it's probably hot outside. It's it's kind of it's kind of cool. It's summertime.
0: Here. Yeah, it's kind
1: of cool here in the studio, but it is definitely hot. And CMA Fest now in the books. Well, it's the final day. Final of, day of CMA Fest. Uh, did you get out and go do anything? CMA? I made it
0: out a little bit on the first day, Thursday, to avoid all the craziness. You know, just a little daytime out and about. It's crazy down there.
1: Did you see anybody?
0: I saw Kanan Smith. Ah. <clears throat> and honestly, that was it.
1: He is the one who did the song that everybody in my high school and college years loved. The was it slow or strong as the Mississippi? Yes, yes, that or, one. Yeah, every yes, girl, everyone loved it. I was like, "I love Kanan Smith." When that when that came yes. out, so yeah, I think that's I mean, the only one I know.
0: I know a few. There's one really old one that he probably doesn't sing, and it might it might not even be up on streaming anymore. That was my favorite, but I don't well, you I don't, don't remember. It? I don't remember it.
1: Hmm. Kanan Smith. You leave an impression. We just don't know. We just don't know. We just don't know what that impression is.
0: But yeah, we hope everyone had a good time at CMA Fest or they're still out there one last night.
1: Hope you're still wearing your sunscreen and drinking your water.
0: Didn't buy those cowboy boots. I saw so many people with bags of those buy two, get one free, or buy three, get three free boots on Broadway. And all I could do was, oh my gosh, your feet are going to be so sore by Sunday. Yep.
1: Leaving the Shania Twain concert at Geodas, it was droves of... People carrying their their boots in their oh hands. Oh my gosh.
0: I just have like a million dollar idea. Someone needs to set up like a croc stand or I, I <laughs> right have, outside the stadium. I have
1: a friend named Lee Harden. He's a comedian and he has said that so many <gasps> times of like, he wants to, he'll never do it because he doesn't know how to. But if anyone's listening, this is a genius idea It is, or like a vending machine <gasps> that you just leave there. And you
0: know what'd be cool too? I know Luke Combs has his like crocs if they were like. Themed for the whoever you're leaving the concert for,
1: exactly. And maybe
0: you could buy a little pin or a little charm for this, your Crocs. This
1: idea is patent pending for everyone who's listening. So if you do make this, you do yeah. owe us. It would be a, a huge,
0: huge hit. Kind of like at weddings when you wear your shoes for too long and you take them off and on the dance floor. Weddings should also give you Crocs as your like table favor.
1: It'd be a great idea. <laughs> yeah, CMA Fest was good for me. I went to Shania Twain.
0: How was Shania?
1: She was she was great, despite what tiktok has been saying have you seen okay some so of i these hate
0: i did see shania? I, I was on tiktok and instagram and i was so jealous everyone was at the concert i love shania and i love kelsey ballerini and um i saw people posting like t minus like 10 days before shania is the next britney spears oh my goodness and like it, she's she's heading that way
1: oh no now see i think that shania is I mean obviously she's 57 now I believe. I
0: can't believe she's 57.
1: 57. Okay so people that go to concerts and see Shania Twain now and expect to see her as she was in 1995 it's <laughs> a little absurd you know. She's still incredible. I think I think she's magnificent. She had some health problems. She was away mm-hmm. from the country music scene for a little bit. So I mean you got to take that into account. And she's also she the the name of her tour is the queen of me tour that she's doing so she is promoting a new album so that's hard sometimes people you know she would play some of the new stuff on the album everybody just kind of sits there and they're like we we don't want to hear this we We, didn't come for this we want to hear man i feel like a woman and heck yeah yeah but overall i think i think it was great She still sang. she sang every hit that i knew that i that i liked and loved growing up and even whenever i had thought oh yeah i've heard all the songs i came here to hear she, she would play one more, but yeah, there's that one too. <laughs> did, so. did Billy
0: currington come out for Party for Two? No. Or did anyone come out?
1: Well, yes, she did have some guests, but my wife, Amanda, was upset that Billy Carrington did not come out oh, because dang. he's in Nashville. Did the
0: other guy, the pop guy, because that was on that up album where she had like a green and a red and there was two versions of that song?
1: Right. The only ones that she brought out were the two who were on the show with her. breland came out and sang a song with her and then kelsey ballerini came out and sang if you're not in it for love okay is that the song yeah i'm out of here yeah that they came out and did that one together and it was pretty great and then at the very end whenever she sang her big man i feel like a woman she brought out tanya tucker which i (laughs) felt that the crowd was a little bit shocked by because tanya let's be
0: honest half the people in the crowd probably didn't know who she was
1: which no disrespect to tanya tucker she is a country icon and was massive as a teenager but most people most people i would say probably can't name many tanya tucker songs besides delta dawn i can't yeah i could but i'm a country music. (laughs) you are like
0: a a file cabinet of country music knowledge that's a good way go back in the archives yeah
1: long way back but they sang it and by the end, it was like they sang it a couple of times, like getting warmed up for it, kind of teasing the song a little bit. By the end, they they came through. Like a, it was a big finale with fireworks. That and was stuff. it. So yeah, it was great, and she did come around on a. It was some type of well, it wasn't it wasn't what you said last time with the buff guys. Carrying <laughs> yeah, some her around. buff guys.
0: They'd be old buff guys now.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was some type of vehicle. I don't know what it Interesting. was. It was some type of thing with wheels on it that they wheeled her around. They stage. pushed or pulled her. Yeah, kinda. And then she at put one a little point, motor on that. Yeah, and then at one point she came out on a motorcycle, like on stage. So she did do the <laughs> Whoa, costume. Whoa. She okay. did the costume changes. She came out with the top hat and the trench coat. She actually called up the museum, the Country Music Hall of Fame, that has the trench coat that she did. The famous music video. Yes, for, she wore it. Yes, she said that she had never taken that out on tour anywhere, and so she called up the museum and said she wanted to take that trench coat out on tour. So that's what she wore on stage. So, oh, that's awesome. That was a that was a pretty cool thing to see for someone who is very much into the history aspect. But overall, Shania Twain, I give her I give her ten stars.
0: Was her merch good? Did she have some like throwback merch.
1: Yeah, I bought Amanda a shirt. Um, it was good. I didn't look at anything for myself. I, I just <laughs>
0: I wish I would have walked in here today and you would have just been decked out.
1: And she's stuff
0: off to bottom. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's not that I wouldn't wear it. It just, you know, Amanda was talking about she wanted a T shirt. She's like, I don't know. I heard that they were like sixty five dollars or something. But when we got there it was forty five, but I was like, okay, I'll give you I should have just bought the whole thing. I'm a bad husband. But I was like, I'll give you $25. <laughs> no, you <laughs> didn't. You <laughs> like, <do> got halfsies. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's
0: all you get. <laughs> yeah,
1: I gave her half on it. But yeah. Hey,
0: so I mean, you know.
1: CMA. CMA Fest overall uh, was a good time for me. And uh, you had a birthday.
0: <gasps> I had a big birthday.
1: How was that?
0: It was good. I uh, hit the big three zero. 0
1: Wow. Yeah. 30? That's, Yikes. That's what age my wife's going to be.
0: Scary. When is her birthday?
1: July 20th. Okay. Is, is, she,
0: is she like, I wasn't worried about it, but is everyone asking her and is she like starting to freak out?
1: No, I think that her thing on turning 30 is she is happy with the trajectory. Her life is moving. I think that's what happens with most people. I think 30 is like a mile marker moment where you go, am I successful in life right now or am I not being successful in life? So at this moment she's got a really cool job working with Tracy Lawrence. If those of you that you know, no Tracy Lawrence. He's got this nonprofit called Mission Possible and she's the executive director for that. So she helps the homeless community in Nashville. And like that's what she's always wanted to do. She got her masters in social work, so she's very much into that aspect of it. So she's doing good. So I think she's looking she's, forward. She's
0: solid. See, I'm I was solid too. My my twenties have been fine, but you know like your early twenties, a little crazy. Right. Drinking a little too much. <laughs> staying out too late <laughs> my later 20s have been great and so i'm really excited for my 30s but um we did a little staycation here in town at a boutique hotel called the holston house oh um it was cute we brought our dog oh yeah we we can't go a night without drover
1: okay and now drover is a
0: he is an english lab okay and he is named after the drover hotel in fort worth yes right yes. in the stockyards yep beautiful hotel and i, and I believe like a drover is like People are gonna laugh. It's like person that drives cattle. They call him the drover. Uh So we wanted a little cowboy name for our dogs. We named him Drover, and he came and stayed with us too. And he loved downtown. He loved walking around Broadway and meeting all the people. But yeah, we stayed at a boutique hotel. Staycations are great. We had a busy week with CMA Fest coming up, so we didn't really want to fly anywhere. Right. And it was nice. It was kind of nice to be a tourist in your own town. We got to enjoy some things. So we got Ross Cooper joining us today on the show, super excited, he's one of my favorites, out from Lubbock, Texas. He's singing some new music, talking about his new album and playing us some old tunes.
1: Yeah, and when we come back, I'm gonna test Jenna's country music knowledge, (laughs) or maybe she's gonna test mine, some country music trivia when we come back.
0: We're back and ready for some country music trivia. Come on.
1: Jenna, everyone who doesn't know, I am formerly a radio DJ with WSM, which was the Grand Ole Opry, and I used to work and study with Eddie Stubbs, who is known as the Encyclopedia of Country Music. I won't ask you anything that's that deliberately hard. I don't even
0: know American history, let alone...
1: (laughs) Hey, look, I'm going to give you one that I think is easy kind of easy and then one that may, might be just a little bit more challenging. So
0: Oh gosh, okay.
1: So your question is which country music artist has the most number one hits of all time?
0: That would be King George Strait.
1: Yeah, that was pretty easy. He has got is it 60? He it's hit over 60, 60 a 60, few right?
0: years ago, so I believe he's over 60. And I don't even know, but does he still does he still do country radio?
1: If he put something out, it's they, number they one. might they might play it. I mean, did they play the God and Country music song that he put out? I tell you, man, Dean Dillon, that oh guy wrote such a amaz- that was such a match made in heaven. Such. Was the two of those.
0: Um, he has sixty number one hits still, so maybe he just quit after sixty.
1: Yeah, he's like that's enough. <laughs> he's like that's enough. <laughs> that's enough. <laughs>
0: What number one single was number one in the year 2004 from George Strait?
1: Oh. Um, this is a tough one. I, just It just comes natural. Okay. Um, mm, I don't know.
0: It was. I just lost it.
1: I just lost it? <laughs> I've never, I've never heard of. It. I just lost it by George Street. I said
0: 2004, correct?
1: Yes. I hate everything. Oh my gosh! And what an amazing steel guitar solo! Oh my gosh! I love the steel guitar solo, and I hate everything, which I'm not going to geek out. I am a steel guitar player, but if you want to listen to that, uh, to just t- an amazing. Yeah, you can listen to me play. Listen, it. I, yeah, I've yeah. done a cover of it on my TikTok, but I mean, it is just one of the best and most underrated steel guitar solos ever. No one talks about it that much, but gosh, it's so good. Was yeah. I was I close? When did it just comes natural come well, out? Was to, that, was have that, have that later? Look,
0: look that one up. It just comes natural. It was released in mid-2006. So it was close.
1: Okay, one more. Oh no. So the Grand Ole Opry is an iconic venue for Nashville, Tennessee. Do you know how many homes the Grand Ole Opry has had total?
0: Well, I know it was at the Ryman, so there's one.
1: There's one. It
0: has a current home, so there's two. I'm going to go with three.
1: There were actually... No. Six. Six? Six total homes at the Grand Ole Opry. I should have
0: thrown a few more in there. Yeah,
1: most people think that the Opry moved right from the Ryman into the Grand Ole Opry house, but they didn't come to the Ryman until 1943. The Grand Ole Opry was started in 1925. They moved around a lot. They kept outgrowing venues around town, and eventually they outgrew the Ryman Auditorium as well in 1974. And they moved to the Grand Ole Opry house.
0: All right, so you just told me that your favorite 90s album was a lot about living and a little about love. Yes, Alan Jackson.
1: Off air, I told you this. Yes, correct.
0: So so I am going to test your knowledge of the tracks on that album. So I'm going to read you opening lines. You get three lines of lyrics. And you have to tell me what the song title is. (laughs) Well, if I had money, I'd tell you what I'd do. I would go downtown. And buy
1: a Mercury (laughs) or two, because I'm crazy about a Mercury. That would be the Mercury Blues, which has an amazing set of musicianship (laughs) as well. Some awesome solos ripped in that song. Ah, we get it. But yes, that's Mercury Blues.
0: That is correct. All right, let's go. On to the next. From the same album. I've been known to tie one on and honky-tonk till half past three, but the party don't get started till my baby pours her love on me. She's a hundred proof. Lord, Lord, she's smooth.
1: Oh, I don't need need the booze to get a buzz on Oh my gosh, you are right. Okay. Something like that. All right, new music in country music. You got anything that's new that's coming up that we all need to be aware of?
0: So this last week, um, some of my favorites, I love when Wade Bowen and Randy Rogers do their albums together. Mm -hmm. If you're a Texan or love Texas country music, you've probably seen their shows. They tour together. They just put out a song called We Ain't the Only Ones and it's like a a nod to all the Texas country musicians and artists that are down there. So they like brought up like Miranda and Robert Earl Kane and mm-hmm. even had their like Cowetzel, Parker McCollum in there, Josh Abbott. And so it was like a funny little kind of poking fun at everyone and like one of the line's is like Willie's still touring like he was nineteen.
1: Yeah. That's <laughs> but cool.
0: I love when those two collab. I always enjoy listening to their albums. I love their live albums, but they put that out a few weeks ago and then Corey can't put out his album and I can't stop listening to that he's one of my favorites did you have anything good come out
1: the only thing that I saw and coming it's, up? it's not out yet but again being a steel guitar fanatic and away we go Vince Gill a, a while back he did a an album with Paul Franklin the great steel guitar player it was a tribute to Buck Owens and the Bakersfield sound now they just announced that they're going to do another tribute album, the music of Ray Price, and they released oh, one dang. one single. Um, and it's just phenomenal. Vince Gill, it's is still just got an incredible voice. And so um, as a still guitar fan, I love anything that, that Paul Franklin records, and that is great. And it's not just full of um, still guitar because Ray Price, for those that know, uh, was very much into the twin fiddle sound so you'll hear a lot of oh, that. Heck yeah. I mean, you just talk about a massive throwback when you hear this and it came out, yeah, this month in June. So, hearing music like that in 2023 that's brand new is, is pretty cool, I think. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Yep, and you can follow the Cowgirl Club New Country, New Cowboy Country playlist on Spotify. I also just added a new playlist over there on Spotify called the Coastal Cowgirl Country playlist. Yeah, I saw that.
1: <laughs> I saw that.
0: So, I'm a huge fan of you know, Kenny Chesney, Kit Moore, 90s, Tim the be- McGraw.
1: The Beach Cowboy. The Beach
0: Cowboy. Right. Kind of like I want to sit on the beach, relax around a fire. So check that one out, too, for the summertime.
1: Yeah. And where can people follow you again, Jenna?
0: Yeah. People can follow me at cowgirl.jennah on Instagram and TikTok. I don't do the TikTokers. And at Club Podcast on Instagram.
1: And you can follow me as well, Freeman Arthur. That's at Freeman Arthur. TikTok, Instagram. Facebook all yet, the good things the yellow pages
0: <laughs> all right don't go anywhere our interview with Ross Cooper is coming up next you're listening to should have been a cowgirl with Jenna Heideman on Rural radio channel 147 on Sirius XM we got Ross Cooper in here today and he is an actual cowboy who sings country music, you know? So we're having him on. Should have been a cowgirl. Hi, Rob. <laughs> hey, Jenna. <laughs> All right, so so you're a real cowboy. So we're going to go back to your upbringing. Yeah. In your yep. childhood. You grew up just...
2: Yeah, we grew up uh, raising livestock um, very, very early. Um, you know, the earliest memories, my dad ran cows, but then my brother and I got into livestock showing after that. Um and did that for a, a big chunk of my adolescence and then some at some point during I think middle school I decided I just wanted to rodeo that was it um and so it kind of threw me back into that world you know we grew up going to play days and whatnot and roping the dummy a lot and getting on calves and steers and and doing the thing you know and then um at some point probably I was I was thirteen I guess so probably eighth grade um i wanted to start getting on saddle broncs, so that's what i did my, that's what my dad did and that's what my brother did and so i did that for a couple of years and then i wanted to make a kind of make a, a play at the um, the all around for my region for high school rodeo and so i started getting on bareback horses and uh then my bareback riding kind of um overshadowed overshadowed my saddle bronc ride a little bit and so that took me through college and uh yeah i mean <clears throat> Looking back now, I mean, heck, I've lived in Nashville for 10 years and it's been the last uh, bucking horse I got on was 10 years ago, um, over 10 years ago. I was just going
0: to ask if you'd ever get back on one. Would you come out of retirement? No, I'm
2: 30. (laughs) I'm about to turn. Well, I'm 34. So, um, so no is the the short answer. I would love to, but uh, you know, it's, I think I've had opportunities, um, I mean, I probably shouldn't. I would, <laughs> I would, lo- I would love to. I, in I, another life, I would love to. But, um, you know, if I did, I'd want to be as competitive as possible. And I would want to, uh, yeah, I'd take it very seriously. And who knows? I mean, never say never. I could end up getting on a hopper or something, you know. I don't, I don't know. But uh, it's wild because it consumed my life. Yeah. And, you know, since living in Nashville, music has consumed my life. It's on- I mean, that's been the only thing. And I'm kind of an all or nothing guy, and it's so it's it's wild because um you know rodeoing and how I grew up is still such a huge part of me. But when we look at the last ten years it's been it's been just playing songs it's been mm-hmm. traveling and writing, and I think a bunch of writers and artists, not unlike me, probably go through the same thing where you know, the further disconnected you are from the places you grew up, the more you write about that stuff Mm -hmm. and the more you want to kind of have that connection because, um, out of everything that Nashville offers, you know, there's, there's no rodeos around here. I think there's a pro rodeo in Franklin. Then the PBR comes to, um, Mm -hmm. comes to Bridgestone, but outside of that, there's just not really a cowboy culture.
0: Yeah. There isn't really at all. And you're originally from Texas. Yeah. We're at in Texas. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Did you grow up playing the blue light?
2: Oh Ooh. my gosh, still play the blue light. Yeah. I'll I'll be there in July and then I'll be back there in October. Um I started going to Blue Light pretty young. <laughs> too um, young. Too young. Too young. But uh, you know, they would they were really good about um, you know, marking huge X's on your hands. And if you were playing, you could like show up for when you were playing, then you had to leave like immediately. <laughs> you got kicked out. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Yeah, but that was a. Um, it still is such a a great place for songwriters, mm-hmm. and um, you know any avenue where a, a young songwriter can go and woodshed songs and have a captive audience. Um, I don't think people realize how rare that is because not every town, not mm-hmm. every city has that. You know.
0: Yeah. So you've been in Nashville for ten years. You've yep. put out two, three albums.
2: Oh gosh, I don't even know. I I had a record <laughs> that I finished when I came to Nashville, and I think uh, I think I put that out the first year I moved here and then um I put out a record in two thousand and eighteen mm-hmm. and then I put out a record. it was supposed to be two thousand twenty and then um that got pushed to two thousand twenty one um and then we'll put out another record uh in late September this year so
0: so when you're going in to create a record are you just writing songs for the entire year going through all those songs. <laughs>
2: Usually, you know, this is the the most time that I've kind of taken, I'm not going to say time that I've taken off from writing songs because I'm, I've never truly taken a long time off. You know, I know people that'll go months and months without even picking up a guitar. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe I should do that at some point, but I, I always write. Um, you know, whether it's good or bad, I feel like that's always something, even when I'm not writing, I'm writing you know, I'm always, uh, even when I'm like kind of trying to not write, I'm still writing verses or writing stuff down. Um, so for me, that process is more, I write a bunch. So I kind of put together the songs I think are going to tell the best story together. And those always, always end up, um, working off of each other and kind of tell, Mm -hmm. you know, what that they're, they're pretty, they're more often than not a, a good representation of what my life was in that chapter and that's exactly what a record is you know it's mm-hmm. a record of what your life was in that moment so that's the kind of the goal um you know I, I feel like we're getting back music is getting back um to full albums you know there for a while it's just singles and, and EPs. that's what I was gonna say I
0: love that you're still sticking to doing full albums because I love the full story I love I sitting do down and listening from top to bottom yes and getting that Entire story of an album Instead of just a single here A single there
1: Yeah
2: I agree It's so hard to tell a story
1: um, In five songs Mm -hmm. We'll be right back With more of Jenna's conversation With Ross Cooper Right after this
0: Yeah well I'm excited For the new music Thank you I know some of my favorite Songs of yours One of my favorites Is off of um, I rode the wild horses Mm -hmm. If you could guess what I'm going to say. I don't know. Strangers in a Bar. Oh, I w- That is <laughs> yeah. my favorite one off the album. That wouldn't have been what I guess. I guessed. love it. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank um, you. I've been a huge fan for a long time, Thank and you. I'm also a huge fan of your songwriting. You've had uh, some outside cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, William Clark Green, mm-hmm. um, huge fan. How did how did that come about in your career?
2: We met uh, pretty early on in Lubbock. So I think when we first met, it was at the Blue Light. And I had a just kind of a bar band of buddies, and I had a really good guitar player in that bar band, but we were just playing mainly covers, you know, and a couple of originals put in there, but mainly covers. And I remember that um, Will was trying to hire um, the guitar player in that band at the time, and I remember kind of thinking, like,
3: you know, what the heck?
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't get it at the time. I was like, you know, it was it was a bar band, of course, mm-hmm. you know that that's what you, that's kind of what you do is is you go and find those guys that are. I'm great pickers that don't have road gigs and, and um, you try to put them in your band. That's what Will was doing. And I don't know how we just, you know, Lubbock is the, the music community is very, very small. So I think it was, uh, it was bound to happen sooner or later, you know, that we just spent more and more time around each other. And uh, I was spending summers back in Lubbock and he was going to school at Tech. I went to Texas A&M. So he Grew up in College Station and then went to school at Tech. And I grew up in Lubbock, but went to school at Texas A&M. So we swapped towns. Um, But I got to know him, I think, through that blue light community. And then we were pretty fast friends. And he started making trips to Nashville pretty soon after I moved here and was writing for a record. And we got together and we wrote... What ended up being a title track of a record he put out years ago called Ringling Road, mm-hmm. and then on the next record after that, I think we had um, like three songs on his next record, and then we had one on on one of mine, and, uh, or we've had a couple together. So we've always we've always written pretty well together.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I'm a huge fan of that Texas scene down there and all the all the cool little venues and the spots in Texas. Do you have a favorite venue to go play?
2: Yeah, I mean Blue Light. Blue it's, Light. <laughs> there's uh, you know, there's there's something pretty um uh, kind of magical there you know west texans are tough and i've heard from a lot of friends and music um you know blue light has always been really good to me but i've also heard from from a lot of other friends you know that they've had like tough shows at, at blue light and uh i started kind of thinking about that and i think that you know some in some instances like lubbock because it is a t- you know if <laughs> if they don't like it, they'll let you know, or, oh, or if you don't have, you know, and, or if they, or if you don't have the crowd, like you have to, sometimes you have to kind of work to pull it out of them. But, um, you know, I always have this immense respect for blue light, uh, you know, out of every Texas venue that I've played, um, because it is where I cut my teeth. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, maybe, um, continental club in Austin, because okay. everybody and their dogs played there. I mean, some of the best of the best is, have played there. And, um, I started playing there when I was really young too and so there's those there's those
0: places. You have know, you been sure. to Copeland Dance Hall? I haven't. Oh I haven't. I don't anything. know if they're still doing. I know it's switched it's owners a few times, but it's it's a it's a cool place. There used to be a brothel upstairs and they still mm-hmm. have like rooms you can go stay in. It's yeah. one of those little middle of nowhere Texas dance halls. Yeah. And that's like what I think of like when I thought of like Texas venues is that that's a staple.
2: Yeah, you know, I think uh, so when you get down to like central Texas and uh the hill country there's a lot more dance halls mm-hmm. There's not a lot in west texas okay um it's mainly you know like honky tonks and and uh kind of hole in the walls and there's there's some good venues out there, but the first time I really ever played like a true dance hall um was probably like green, oh yeah, you know, like green hall um. And of course, so, like Green Hall's amazing. That's yeah, that should be on. That. Did
0: you play in the middle of summer? Uh, I
2: don't remember when. I, <laughs> they don't have air in there. It's so hot. I know, it's, it's so hot. <laughs> we we the last time, I played there a couple of times. The last time I played there, we were with Randall King, and mm-hmm. uh, it was. It I was, was
0: there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you tell me. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember. I remember yeah, it was. Uh, it
0: was hot. I think I floated the river before or that it, day or something. Yeah, yeah. Sure. it was hot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, I mean, that's up there. It's it's so hard to pick. Uh, you know, my default answer for favorite place is always Blue Lot because uh, it gave me a place to play music when I didn't, I still don't know what I'm doing, but I didn't know what I was doing back then for sure. But of course, you know, uh, Green Hall's up there. The Granada Theater in Dallas is up there. Um, Magnolia Motor Lounge in Fort Worth is a great place. I'm a like, big fan
0: of Floors Country Store.
2: See, I hadn't played Floors
0: it's yeah. a cool place they got all the boots hanging from the ceiling mm-hmm. um i love floors i love brewster street and corpus yeah yeah love going down there and mm-hmm. just think on a Port day yeah
2: <laughs> oh yeah
0: yeah the little uh, texas tour
2: yeah yeah that's that's what uh you know but if you're playing west texas to get down to corpus is a heck of a long time see a, i've
0: never it's a been hall. to the west side at mm-hmm. all i haven't made my way over there
2: yeah well, far West Texans will argue with you all day that Lubbock's not West Texas, but um you know then a lot of people say West Texas starts in Fort Worth, so n- there's a there's lot of a- discrepancy <laughs> over where the lines are drawn, but it's all West Texas, but <laughs> Lubbock is you know it's some people call it the Panhandle, but then folks that live in in and around Amarillo and the High Plains and the Panhandle, say that Lubbock is not part of the Panhandle. So oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, but we're just far away from everything. You know, yeah. outside of Amarillo, we're, you know, Lubbock is is uh, you know, five hours away from from Dallas. You know, like seven hours away from El Paso. Texas
0: is huge. Yeah, it's so big. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you made the move to Nashville about ten years ago. Yeah, started songwriting, put mm-hmm. out some music, hit the road, and I've just been grinding it ever since.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I it's mean, basically, it's a ten-year town. So it's your year. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, well, I guess this is this will be year number eleven. So <laughs> I'm, I guess I'm due.
0: <laughs> You're due. Yeah, um
2: But the great thing about Nashville, and I think the thing that keeps people here, if you can figure out how to, you know, stick it out, you can. I, you know, for me, I just realized that the the most resources are here, mm-hmm. and you know, now we're in a spot too where all the Texans and Okies are coming up and at least doing business here and they're co-writing and Mm -hmm. and making records here too. So the, uh, there's not as much, uh, you know, Tennessee versus Texas or or whatever. You know, I, I love Nashville because it's the only place that I know that you can have, you know, two, three rights, a two, three meetings, and then go on tour and that all be within one week, yeah. you know, and it being be a normal week. That, yeah. Like, that's not yeah. like, you know, that's, that's just, you, you have that capability just by being here and expanding your, your circles. And, um, and I think it's, it's gotta, you know, there's a little bit of something for everybody. Of course, when you first moved here, move here, I think it's really important to network as much as mm-hmm. you can meet everybody, but go to know, the red door.
0: Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Paid electricity at the red door a couple of times. But um y- you know, the when you find your kind of tribe, you can kinda do what you want. Mm-hmm. You can kinda do what you want in this town. There's a lot of different ways to skin a cat. So, um there's a lot of different avenues. Um to success in this town and they don't all look the same. And I think that's kind of the magic of this town. Yeah. But understanding that it is no matter what, it's hard work. And if you're not scared of hard work, you know, and if you think you have something to say, I think that Nashville is always gonna be a great place for songwriters.
0: Yeah, I agree. We're gonna take a quick break, but when we come back, you wanna play us a song. Absolutely. Awesome. Welcome back to Should've Been a Cowgirl. You're getting a song from Ross Cooper What you got for us?
2: This song is called Cowboy Things So Philip Lamons wrote this song And he is one of those phenomenal songwriters That m- probably the best songs he writes are by himself And that was always the goal for me too But mm-hmm. my father-in-law had been sending me this song for like months, maybe years And uh, hoping that I would listen to it and want to cut it And then I was so hard-headed at the time And I still am uh, but I was so hard headed that I was like, ah, you know, I don't, I don't really cut outside songs. Uh, you know, my, the songs I, I cut are my songs. Um, and then I finally listened to it. And I remember, you know, hollering at my father-in-law and being like, Hey, I'm so sorry. You were right. This song is amazing. <laughs> um, you know, this is the type of song that I hope to be writing when I have, you know, the thousands upon thousands of reps that Philip does. And, also, it kind of hit me that sometimes the best songs don't always have an avenue to get heard, mm-hmm. you know. And so, I was really honored that Philip, uh, you know, let me cut this song. So it's the only song that I've recorded that I didn't
1: write. Awesome. Yeah.
3: city rides sitting way up high on sixteen hands a palomino mare and that evening he'll meet a lovely senorita with silver conchos and her raven hair then the nurse stops by she says it's time to take her pills and he reckons there's a way But he just can't find the will. Then he closes his eyes, and he dreams of cowboy things. He's on a high desert plain, hands red from the rains, outside of Taos, New Mexico. Driving a white-faced herd With barely a word Cause good cows seem to know where to go And on the bedside table He rolls a cigarette He says, after any years now They ain't killed me yet And he closes his eyes And he dreams Of cowboy things Now he's dressed up like a dandy And he tells me He's heading to the dance hall tonight He says, partner, could you help me pull my boots on, and if you don't mind, turn out that light, and then a rainwater tear starts running down his cheek, from the corner of his eye, like the coolies and river beds he's known down through the years, looks like this one, might be running dry. Then the little lights in his room they all start flashing red, and everybody's scrambling around his hospital bed. Then he closes his eyes and he dreams of cowboy things. Then he closes. Is his eye any dreams of cowboy things? Well, he ropes and he rides, sitting way up high on sixteen hands of Palomino Man.
0: That is one heck of a song.
2: Thank you. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Oh. Big shout out to Philip out there.
0: It made me want <clears throat> to open a bottle of red wine and just sit on the front porch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and just have a good cry.
0: Yeah, just have a good cry. <laughs> yeah. I love a good song that makes me cry.
2: <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just need it. Yeah, really good story.
1: Yeah. Great yeah, story yeah. to that song.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, uh, I mean, that's Songwriting 101. It's like when the story's realized. And the thing is, like, uh, Philip's not a cowboy. He's just a he's a great outdoorsman, um, and you know, for a guy to he just understands vocabulary and there's there's just you know there's there's enough inside baseball in there where when I heard the song I was like who is this guy you know like it sounds like I mean yeah sounds yeah. like he grew up ranching it does and he didn't and it, um, that's he's impressive just, he's just got such a command over over storytelling and uh, yeah I was again honored to have got to play it or record it.
0: Both. <laughs> <clears throat> well, you got new music on the horizon?
2: Yes. Yeah, I do. Um so a lot of it I, I wrote coming out of two thousand twenty. And like everybody else was just in a an uncharted water waters, mm-hmm. you know, of just dealing with life and and myself and uh, you know, trying to be a, a good person and um be a good husband. You know, my wife and I got married December of twenty nineteen. And you guys got married at NFR. We got married at the NFR. We got uh married there and then, you know, the world shut down. So we were locked in a house together for, for a long time. But <laughs> that's a it, true test. It's a great test. It's a great test. Um, you know, and it was hard. And, you know, it was looking back it 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 felt you know, it felt easy because we, we came out the other side and uh we both learned so much. Um but, yeah, looking back there was so there was just such hard moments mm-hmm. you know you're in a new marriage, we'd been together a long time, but you're in a new marriage or're locked together um, and just everything is just so unsure, mm-hmm. you know, like as far as the rest of the world goes, it's like you didn't really know how, you know not to not to talk too much about it I know everybody's tired of about talking about you know um the lockdown, but man, um. it it was hard to even know how to feel and and navigate. And then, uh, so I got some songs out of it um, that just, I wasn't writing for anything. I was just writing because I had to, you Mm -hmm. know, how else to deal with it. And um, so I was, the the idea was to make an acoustic record. And then when I started kind of culling out the songs that I didn't want and keeping the ones that I wanted, and was thinking about this acoustic record I was like, man, these songs work really well uh for a full production and mm-hmm. so then I started thinking about a full record again and when that started kind of taking shape, then I was really kind of rotten for the project. I knew what the project was gonna be mm-hmm. so it was in two sessions we did half of it uh half of it back in Texas I wanted to get I wanted to use my my band. Um, I produced uh, a friend of mine's record a couple of years ago and used my band on it, and they were that was kind of a great litmus test uh, yeah. to to see you know what would happen basically, and they they killed it. And you know there there was always the thought when I first moved to town, it was always there was kind of always that that thing of like if you're gonna make a Nashville record, use Nashville session guys because mm-hmm. like why would you not? They're the some of the best players in the, in the world. And I agree with that. But also when you have a band, um, full of phenomenal musicians, nobody's going to care more than your band does. Nobody's going to care more than the guys that have been going hundreds of thousands of miles with you in a 15 passenger van. So I got us all to Texas. We recorded five songs, six songs, and then we kept four and then we recorded the, be- uh, the rest of them here. So it's, uh, like seven songs that we recorded in Nashville, or more than that, I don't even know. <laughs> Eight, no, nine, seven, <laughs> nine songs. We recorded nine songs here, and then we kept four from Texas, so uh, the record is looking like it's going to be 13 songs.
0: That's awesome. That's such a cool experience to have with your band, too. Yes. Like, yeah. most bands don't get that experience. Totally. They get yeah. to hear it after it's recorded and then learn to play it.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And that's a... um it's a really cool uh, testament to when other musicians and songwriting friends are listening to your record, you know, before it comes out. And they're like, man, who, this sounds great. Like, who played on this? And you get to tell them, well, my guys played my on it. You know, my band. Come see us on the road. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, it's, for that reason, it's really, really special to me, you know.
0: Awesome. Well, I can't wait to hear it. Thank you. I'm excited for it. Me too. Um, Do you want to play us one more song? off? Sure.
2: Yeah, you know I was gonna play. Um, <clears throat> I was gonna play a uh, a song from "I Rode the Wild Horses," but I realized that one of the new songs I'd already played it on RFD Live. So
0: we're gonna get the new song here too. I might as
2: well play it. Yeah,
3: let's do it. Well, songbirds on a sunny morning, sneaking kisses without a warning, They're undercover when it's thunderstorming. And holding on too tight. We'll play the radio and won't even listen. We'll have a dance in a moonlit kitchen. It's our world and it's us living in it. And they can go fly like I. Let's love like them old days. Eye to eye, face to face. I never worry about a heartbreak. We're ever losing you And holding on till our dying rest Never looking back on regrets Of falling easy in them simpler ways Let's love like them old, old, old days It's knowing that we're never gonna turn loose You got me and honey, I got you When I said I did, I meant that I do Until the end of the line Let's love like them old days Eye to eye, face to face Never worry about a heartbreak Or ever losing you And hold it on till our dying breath Never looking back on regrets I've fallen easy in them simpler ways Let's love like them old, old, old days We're good as gold, we're right as rain We're perfect in a picture frame So let's love like them old days Eye to eye, face to face and Never worry about a heartbreak Or ever losing you And hold it on till our dying breath And never looking back on regrets Of falling easy in them simpler ways Let's love like them old days Eye to eye, face to face And Never worry about a heartbreak or ever losing you Ooh, Holding on till our dying breath Never looking back on regrets Of falling easy in the simpler ways Simpler ways Simpler, simpler ways Let's love like an old, old, old days.
0: I love it. Thank you. It's a nice little feel-good tune. And what's it called? Love Like the Old Days. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't give us an intro on it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well,
2: I figured you'd probably get it by the chorus.
0: (laughs) I think I had it. I could have guessed.
2: So that one will come out soon, relatively.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm excited for the new music. I've been a fan for years. Thank you. I can't wait. Um, Where can everyone follow you?
2: Yeah, Ross Cooper on Spotify. Um, or Apple Music, or uh, Pandora, or wherever you listen wherever. to music. Yeah, and then Ross G. Cooper on uh, Instagram.
0: What does the G stand for?
2: Uh, Garrett. Middle name? Well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Could have been,
2: like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, Garrett, is that your middle name? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, shoot. That's my bad, that's oh my, my bad. God. I was trying to pull up, uh, I was trying to... um. Double check, uh, and then Ross Cooper music on TikTok as well as uh, Twitter. And um, there's not a lot of us Ross Coopers out there. There's a few, but not a lot of us. It'd, it'd be decently easy to find um, on a release, though. There was this. There is like an elect electronic. Oh no! Uh, uh, I don't a musician named Ross Cooper, and at the time, I don't even know if they're setting up your music to get released under your artist profile yes. on the DSPs was, was pretty tough. And so, like, we were on the road. I don't remember what record this was, but we were on the road, and the record came out, and, you know, it's supposed to be midnight on, like, a on a Thursday, mm-hmm. Friday, whatever. So so it usually comes out, like, an hour before it, usually, it comes out, like, at 11. And, uh, yeah, it was, like, all of this guy's music... Po- um, popped up under my profile, and which is would be fine, except there's like it's it's straight up electronica, right? And like it makes no sense. And, and album art that fits electronica with like oh laser beams out of their eyes and stuff. And uh, it was it was so it was so tough. Now it's <laughs> <laughs> now it's straightened now out. It's straightened easier out. to find. Yeah, so you shouldn't have a, a, a problem finding it It's there.
0: So. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on and being a guest.
2: It's my absolute pleasure to, to get to be here with y'all today. We'll, thank you for we'll the invite. We'll catch you out on the road. Absolutely. Catch the new music. Yeah.
0: We'll yeah. see you again.
2: Sounds great. We'll see y'all soon.